What's going on, everybody? It's Victor here on the island. I'd like to welcome you to my very first podcast. I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited about you joining me. And I hope that uh, through the next couple hours, next couple minutes, next couple days, you, you uh, check out our podcast and you you enjoy it. Uh, there's a lot of cool things that are going to be happening on this podcast. The island is my opinions, my ideas about religion, philosophy, hope, sometimes politics, but whatever we get into, we're going to be inter- uh, interviewing a lot of different people um, throughout the podcast. Uh, this will start as a monthly podcast, so just uh, keep that in mind as we go forward. Um, my name is Victor Law, and I'm a pastor in, uh, in Ohio, and uh, that's what I do for, uh, for a living, and uh, I enjoy lots of things, uh, mostly uh, my dog Pete, my, my golden doodle, he's my best bud. He's here with us today, and so now this podcast is really going to be about just some things that I see that are happening, not just in religion and politics and idealism, but just kind of this total um, idea of, I just want to speak to what's going on. There's a lot of things that are going on in the world today, and nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about sex in church. Nobody wants to talk about pastors not being accountable in church. Nobody wants to talk about prophets not being accountable in church. It's either one side or the other. There's no balance. Uh, I want to talk about the taboo things that we don't want to talk about. And and that's, that's, that's where I'm at. So, uh, so I hope that as we go forward, uh, you'll, you'll uh, catch us out uh, and, you know, just really go with it. So um, exciting. So, uh, just check out the island. Um, here in the next couple of weeks, we're uh, getting our YouTube channel up and going. So you'll be able to watch these live as well as listen to them as you go. You can check me out on social media at Victor Lawwell on Facebook, uh, at V Lawwell at, uh, on Instagram. And that's the only two that I'm on right now. You can check us out on YouTube at the island uh, once it's out. So uh, I want to give a quick shout out to my friends at Concept Designs in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, check them out at Concept Designs Dayton. They do t-shirts. They do uh, marketing, branding. Check them out. Call Shirelle over there. Uh, and she will help you out and uh, just go from there. So today, let's talk. Let's let's get into this thing. Uh, we don't have any guests today, but um, I'm hoping I've got some guests lined up for the next couple, uh, next couple ones. So I'll be uh, excited to let you hear that. So let's talk about a few. Let's get into a few things. Uh, this is going to be some controversial stuff, so at least for the church and, and what they're doing. So let, let's start off by, let's hit the main topic that's that's really bugging me in the church today, and it's church and coronavirus. And people don't want to hear this stuff. This is the stuff that people don't want to hear. Um, I'm getting ready tomorrow uh, to go with my son, and we're going to sit with 65,000 people in a football stadium to watch a playoff game. And... Um, you know, the government is warning, the church is concerned, Every, everything going on right now is leaning ter- toward uh, the concern that coronavirus is super deadly and it's going to destroy people. Yet the NFL, uh, NBA, Major League Baseball uh, have only taken small chips out of their, um, out of their money coffers. However, uh, the church is looked at and defamed uh, and even... Uh, really uh, torn down when they decide to have services uh, with no mask uh, when they 
when we don't understand all the, the dilutedness of this information we're getting about the vaccinations, when we when they politicized everything and made this all about politics, um, no one here on this show is saying that coronavirus isn't real and no one's saying that vaccines are bad. We're just saying that there's not enough information out there. But the main point of this matter is, is that the church is being demonized and this has been able to give people an opportunity to avoid church, to avoid church in general and making it almost to a point to where you don't have to go back now because we have created this new concept idea of online church. Well, we'll watch sports from home, but we love the in-person activities that we do when we go to a professional sports game or college sports game. My biggest beef with people in the church right now is that nobody wants to come back to church and they're using coronavirus as an excuse. They're just saying, hey, you know, we can't come to church because we're afraid. Yet they're shopping every day. They're sending their kids to school every day. They're going out and being a part of the community every day. Yet we can't come back to a church. You know, most of our churches are, we, we, we saw some major decrease in church attendance during this. I don't have the statistics because I'm not really a stats guy. I'm just giving you my opinion here. But I've seen, and I, the, my friends that, I, that, I, that I'm in association with or that I am in uh, community with have told me, you know, people just aren't coming back to church. And I feel like this is a total jab to the system because, look, we are the greatest movement on the face of the planet. Yet anytime anything negative happens to us, we revert, we run away. You know, we're supposed to be the organ, you know, the organism that is led by faith. You know, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, you know, but immediately we believe, we, you know, we believe in this God that's super powerful, that created the universe, that, that if we pray to him, there's a possibility that he will heal our body. Or if you are like me, you believe in divine healing, which means uh, that you can pray for people, that God uses you to, to be a, a to be a, a conduit for him. And so we believe all this, yet we are seeing churches shut down by the thousands because people are afraid to go back to church, which goes in the face of faith itself. It goes in the in the in it goes in the face of the very idea of faith and having faith in God and, and protecting God and believing that uh, it's appointed unto a man wants to die. You know, I, I'm sure that throughout history, there's been times where people have chosen to make decisions or have chosen to make decisions that are that go against the grain, that go against their fiber. But we're sitting in a time in a season where if we're not careful, the church, which was already on the decline, will become a very distant thing in the past, especially in a, an American culture, which is already under attack from so many different idea patterns and so many idea groups that we're the bad guys, that we're the ones that are causing the problems. And so when I see politicians and I see community activists point their finger at the church or tell the church this or that, or, you know, you shouldn't be going back to church. You're not thinking about this or, or you're racist because you're having church or you're, or you're not thinking about, uh, you know, your ageism and genderism and, 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 and all this stuff that is laid at our feet because we just want to gather together. But yet no one's talking about, you know, the fact that we're still seeing people meet in, in, in mass populous areas as, as football and school and things like that. And, and so with that being said, I think the church 
herself, and, and I'm not blaming, listen, so I hope you're listening to this whole thing. I'm not blaming the outside of the church right now. I'm blaming the inside of the church, the pastors, the leaders, and, and not only say the pastors, let's talk about the boards and the congregations who have voted to shut churches down, who have voted or, or have agreed, no, we don't need to have in-person service. Because you know what? It flies in the face of everything that the church is doing right now. Because listen, over the last 40 years, we've seen a decrease in Sunday morning attendance. We've seen a decrease in activity attendance. And we're just watching people flail out because we have went from having a uh, a very structured pattern of how church works to a very you know false idea of what it is now. And I think if we would just take a look at it, we'll see that this is an act of, of misinformation for us as leaders and what we're doing. And so um, the bottom line is, is that we're seeing a major decline in church attendance because of this. And, you know, we can play to the conspiracy theories that the, the government's trying to shut the church down. We can play to the, uh, the science angle that people are being smart in this and all None of it's true. This is comes down to one idea in church. People are getting lazy. People don't want to come to Sunday morning church anymore. And if they do, they want a microwave church service. They want to be in and out in an hour and everything to meet their needs and make them feel good. And that's okay. I told you this wasn't going to be the positive spin that you were looking for, the, the happy spin, or the positive spin, but the happy spin you were looking on things. This is This is where we are in the church. This is what we're doing. You can argue it, you can fight it, you can um, mismanage it, you can label it differently. But the bottom line is, is people don't want to go to church anymore on Sunday. They don't want to go to church on Wednesday. They don't want to. They don't want to. And you know, and for all the naysayers out there, all well, well, Sunday was a was this, and Sunday's that, and Saturday's this, and that. You know what? From the very existence of the church in America, Sunday has been the day that we've worshipped on. Whether or not you like that or not, I guess. You could really get into the deep theological seated ideas of of where that all come from, but hey, I'm not I'm not doing anything but worshiping God on that day. That's my day to rest, my day to go to church, my day to be involved with my community of believers. And when you start trying to take that away, because now not only on top of all the other things that have already invaded uh, the landscape of the church, like for instance, you know, uh, for instance travel sports, uh, travel activities with kids, travel day, all these things that take away. Now we're in a place where now we're, we're invading the entire frontier of, of church. We're saying every age group now has a reason not to be in church on Sunday morning. And we can just watch from the comfort of our own home. This is not how the early church was founded. This is not the structure of the early church. And, but we've created this, but we, because of this great falling away, this great pulling away, this is, this is where we are in a church. And, and I'm not making a religious argument here. I'm not making a theological argument. I'm just making a structured argument here that says, listen, look at the facts, look at the statistics, go do the research, and you'll see that church numbers are down incredibly. And you're like, well, church is the least important thing in my day. I want to make sure my kids are safe. I want to make sure my family's safe. I don't want Corona, so I'm not going to go to church on Sunday and risk that. And the church should be loving enough to understand that. Now, that is just something else. We should be loving enough to think that. But the educational system, the government that's promised you all these good things, they're still having school in person. They're still attributing. And somebody said, this is a fight you really want to have. It's not a fight. It's just an opinion. 
I'm, I'm not making law. I'm not making choices. The, the only the only thing that I have authority over really is to whether my church stays open or not. I can't really say to speak to anything else. So church and the corona, um, that's a big thing right now. And and you know you might agree with it. You may you may not agree with it, but it is what it is. And so um, I hope this is what I hope. I hope that in the next six to twelve months we start seeing a swing in the opposite direction of this. I hope we start seeing a swing in the opposite direction of people not going to church. People not, uh, you know, I, I look at major events in America that threaten our Judeo-Christian values uh, and that bring us to a place of concern. Like, for instance, uh, I look at the Persian Gulf War when that happened. Churches had a major upswing in attendance because they were concerned about whether or not something was going to happen uh, in regard uh, because of the Persian Gulf War, and and you can kind of carry these two as parallels if you want, because the Persian Gulf War brought people to church, and once the Persian Gulf War was over, we started suddenly suddenly seeing a decline in church attendance again. Um, so, Corona has had the opposite effect; it has pulled people out of church. And we have not begun to see the upswing and people coming back to church, but we've seen the decline. And so we're hoping and we're praying that people will come back to church. I know every pastor. But the problem is, is that we're really starting to see a lot of people just not not come to church. Um, and on top of that, um, there's probably not a whole lot of statistics for this because we can't, you know, we can't really prove it or show it. But there's, whole not, there's really not a whole lot of people watching online either. And so you can give the online format if you want, but you're still not going to get the same numbers. People are just saying they're, they're, they're using this now as an excuse not to come to church. And if that's you, then hopefully the Lord speaks to your heart and this happens. And you're like, wow, you know what? That's a valid point. Maybe I should re-up on that. Or maybe you don't. And maybe you're just like, you know what? I don't care. This guy's an idiot and I'm not going to listen to him. Either way, I mean, it's... no. You don't have to listen to me. You can turn me off. You can stop it. You don't have to listen to this program. It's completely up to you. I'd love for you to continue to listen, but hey, who am I? I'm just a guy uh, on an island talking about things that I want to talk about. So this is my island, and you know, if I, we get other people to join us on this island, it'd be great. So coronavirus and church, it's a very spectacular uh, situation right now. So, But in the meantime, let me say this. We're praying for those that are afflicted, we're uh, we're grieved by those that are passing, and I am not in any way uh, dissuading people or trying to tell you that this is not real or this is fake. I am just simply stating the fact of what I see in the church. This is just a matter of opinion. So, uh, again, if you've been affected by coronavirus, and you know, it used to be when think about this, it used to be when people got sick, they didn't come to church. After they got better, they came to church. You know, I'm you know. Unless you grew up like me and my, my dad, you know, would come in my room on Sunday morning. And if I was really sick, my dad would say, hey, I'd say, dad, I'm sick. He'd say, well, throw up and prove it, you know. And then if I didn't, he'd say, and then when I throw up, he'd say, hey, don't you feel better? Let's go to church. That's how my dad handled things. You know, you know you've heard that proverbial uh, position of I had a drug problem when I was a kid. I did. My parents drug me to church. And I know that's a cheesy joke, but hey, it did. My I was... I remember Sundays being nauseated, being head congested, being sick as all get out, and my parents taking me to church. But then I also remember times where we, they were sick and we didn't go to church. 
and other people that, that just use common sense. If you know you were thrown up, vomiting, had other issues, you didn't go to church because you didn't want to affect everybody. And there's no problem with that. It's when you're healthy and everyone else is healthy and you're doing all the requirements that you're supposed to be doing and you still fall into this category of, eh, I'm just not going to go to church. And I'm hoping and praying that that's not going to become the uh, the status quo. So that's uh, that's something to talk about right there, you know? And, uh, man, th this leads me to something else that's going on in the church around. This is an argument of, of belief systems is really what it comes down to. Um we are, in essence, at war with ourselves in the church right now. Um, the Baptist, the Pentecostal, the Presbyterian, the Methodist, everybody's got a different view on this. And it's interesting to see how everyone uh, comes to terms or comes to grips with where this at, where this is. And, it, and it, it's what has become the war of who's right and who's wrong. And and I'm just going to, we're going to dive into this real good here today. This is going to be our main topic is the argument of beliefs in the church that keeps us from seeing a, uh, a revival of souls in this country. And the reason is because the church can't get unified. The, listen, let me tell you something about Satan and his minions, wherever you stand out on the devil and demons and all that stuff. I'm going to give you a, a real true statement here. Satan and his army of darkness is never not unified. The church of the living God, the church of the one true God, Jehovah God, Jesus Christ, the son of God, we are more divided every Sunday. We're more segregated every Sunday than the armies of hell will ever be. We fight about the most petty things. And then we do it all in the name of religion and doctrine and polity and, and control, I mean, control, let's start at the top, control is the big thing, if I can get money and I can get power, then hey, we do it in the name of celebrityism, I mean, the one thing that coronavirus has done a great job of is make Christian celebrities, and I know that's kind of funny coming from somebody doing a podcast, but in essence, I mean, you've got guys out there that are just using this as a moment of, uh, of up the mountain to the peak celebrity status and just using everything they can to really uh, capitalize on this live streaming and the, the online platforms. And there's, I'm not mad at them. They're, they're doing, they're doing, they found a moment and they cap, they captivated on They, they captured it. So, um, whatever, I mean, here it is, but back to the topic there is that we're, we're, we're just inundated with argument and disbelief and, and, and coronavirus, what it has done, it, it has really shown our, our major disagreement, you know, how we feel about each other. You know, I have heard, I mean, I've heard pastors call, you know, pastors who won't have church. I've heard pastors that are having church call them faithless. I've heard, uh, pastors who aren't having church call pastors who are having church, uh, you know, unsympathetic, unloving and, and it could be further from the truth. And, uh, you know, we're in a place right now where this is becoming a, a really bad apple in the basket of, uh, Judeo Christian values and Christianity and, uh, Christian worldview. And as a whole, we're really seeing an idea, an idea pattern form where we're pitting ourselves against each other 
And I'm going to tell you what, it is, it's mind-boggling. Here's what's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling that because we have a difference of opinion, we can't even work together. You know, there's so many people out there that say, well, I just want the church to be unified. I just want the church to have unification. And why can't we work with this church down the street? I'm going to tell you why. Because there's no pastor, and, and you may you know, argue this all you want, but here's the reality. I'm going to let you in on a secret behind the scenes tour, okay? There's no pastor in a city, in a state, in the world that wants to go take a group of his people to another church or vice versa and let them see what's going on in that church so that then those people, those sheep, can meander over that pasture because guess what's going to happen? They're going to leave and they're going to go to that other church if they see something that they like. Nobody wants to do it. Or Pastor A believes one way and Pastor B believes another way. And because of that, they can never work together because I believe in eternal security and, and, and I believe that you can sin or you can lose your salvation. Or I believe you can be baptized in the Holy Ghost or I, speaking in tongues. And I don't believe that. And, and I don't, uh, I'm a cessationist. I'm not a cessationist. I, I'm a Calvinist. I'm an Armenian. I, and, and we've got these, we've got these values. Listen, and, and there's nothing wrong with holding true to your values, but we've gotten to the point to where it's gotten so bad that men are getting on, on their pulpit, well-known men of respect that are orders of the word, that, that understand God's word. And they're getting up and they're just using their, their moment to be profane, to be mean-spirited, and to be ugly about other things. And it's like, are you serious right now? This is what you, there are people dying and going to hell. And some of you, you know, I don't know who's listening, so I, I can't speak to any uh, everyone's viewpoint. I can only speak from my viewpoint. So forgive me if I'm, I'm, I'm stepping on your toe or I'm pushing you around and you don't like it. This is my viewpoint. There's an eternal damnation for those that don't know Jesus. If you don't accept Jesus in your heart, then, you know, there's, there's, there's a punishment. That's clearly written out in the Bible. The problem is, is that we're worried about things that are so insufficient in the scheme of a eternal God's viewpoint that we're losing the battle. We, we are losing. And Satan is just, Satan doesn't even have to fight us anymore. Satan's just sitting back with his arms folded laughing at the church because he's like, ha I got you. I've got you arguing over something. I've got you arguing over things that you don't that that you would never never hear the early church arguing about ever ever. And so, you know, this is where we are. We're arguing over things, and and it's real. And so, what what Corona was is Corona was a kind of like the the bullet that hit the lock that opened the, the the gates to just you know pilfer what was left of community and hope in the church of the living God. I'm not talking about Baptist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal. I'm talking about the church of the living God, the church. And we're, we're sitting here, we're going, okay, now because of A, B, and C, we can't associate with you. Or because you don't mask, we can't associate you. Or because you're anti-vax or you're pro-vax, we can't, we can't associate with you. On top of the other things that we're doing, you know, I know guys that won't go to certain events because the church that's hosting it is an anti-vax church. I know guys that won't go to churches because they require people to wear masks still. And it's like, oh my Lord, come on guys. Can we not reason together anymore? Can we not come to a common agreement that says, you know what? Maybe we don't line up precept upon precept and line up online, but we, you know, we're... 
We're Christians. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. We all believe that Jesus died on a cross. We all believe that he's resurrected from the grave. We all believe that he's sent at right hand the Father. We all believe that he's coming back. Just because of the, the, the small minor details that run throughout the veins of this, we have now become the argumentative, bratty siblings that can't stand each other in the house and we stay in our rooms and shut our doors and our parents, uh, they've all went on their way and there's no, no room really for, for anyone to come say, hey, let's, let's talk this through. Let's reason together. So and that's where we are right now in the church. And, and unfortunately, unfortunately, it's, it's disgusting. And I think it makes God sick. I think God just gets tired of it and he's like, good night. You know, how am I ever supposed to send a revival of souls to a church that can't even, uh, can't even come together on how to, to love each other? So there's, there's that. So, uh, you know, and, and this just, it, it leads to a culmination of really bad things and, and hurtful things. And so that, that's, yeah, wow. It's, it's where we are in, in a society. And you can say, oh, well, Pastor, I believe this. Or you say, Vic, I believe this. Or, I don't believe that. You know what? I'm a realist. I'm, I'm very supernatural. I'm a very spiritual guy. I'm, I believe a lot of supernatural things. And I believe God works in a lot of supernatural ways. And as you listen to me, you'll hear that come out. Uh, you know, uh, I am by definition a Pentecostal. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not, don't turn it off because of that. I, I want you to understand, listen to what I have to say. And then, you know, if you don't agree with it, don't agree with it. You don't, this is a great thing about America that we lose our mind over so many times. And this is what we saw in the election. This is what we saw with coronavirus is that not everybody thinks like you and that's okay. It is literally okay not to think like me. It's okay to have a conversation or listen to me talk. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't agree with that. Not sit back in your computer and type a berating letter to me on the comment section and tell me how stupid I am, but to sit there and go, you know what? I disagree. And you can know, you know what? I agree to disagree. We move on. We're none for the worse. I have friends that are independent Baptists, that are Southern Baptists, that are, I have friends that are Presbyterian, Methodist. I have friends that are Catholic. I have friends from other uh, walks of life, you know? I don't berate them because of their beliefs and I don't berate them because of how they, they live their life. That's, that's not my job. That's a Holy Spirit's job to correct and fix any deficiencies. It, my conviction on a certain subject, while it may be right, is not my right to go and destroy somebody with it. It's the Holy Spirit's right to go and convict. This is why people aren't coming to church also, because we want to tell them all the things that they do wrong instead of letting the Holy Spirit speak into their life and fix that and make it happen uh, spiritually instead of making it happen physically. There's a lot of people out there that will never darken the doors of a church because you're just making it too hard for them to get into heaven. Well, Victor, it is hard to get in heaven. You're right. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rules in the Bible, I mean, Old Testament and New Testament. There's a lot of rules, but listen, I'm telling you right now, you have got to understand this, not your job to not your job to fix them. Holy Spirit's job to fix them. And so all those good things. So I think I just got off on a rabbit trail there and I apologize, but 
back to the denomination thing, back to the mixed, back to the ideology that we're under attack by the enemy because of confusion in the body, you know, in the body. It's just, this is where we are. And um, I'm hoping that this can come to an end. I'm hoping that we can fix it. And I'm hoping that God begins to, to bless it. Uh, so listen, we got, I, I told him my first, uh, my first podcast will only be 30 minutes. We've got about two minutes left. And, uh, I just want to, I want to talk to you just about a few things. Uh, again, just a few reminders. You can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me on Instagram, Victor Lawwell. Uh, the last name's L-A-W-W-I-L-L. Um, Pastor Dream City Church, Springfield, Ohio. And, uh, we, we uh, we're just excited about what this is going to be and, uh, what God's going to do to use this, hopefully. Um, if you're looking for a platform that's not going to be controversial, if you're looking for a platform to listen to that's not going to give an opinion, you probably want to go to another one because I'm going to give my opinion. Uh, that's just the way God made me, and um, uh, I'm not I'm not any other way other than that. So um, you can find me on those platforms. I'd love to get to know you. Uh, leave comments in the comment section if you want. If you don't, I get it. Uh, please try to be nice. Remember, um, if you say something nasty in the conversation, I'm probably going to delete it because I don't want to see it. The negative, there's already enough negativity in this world. And uh, if you think I'm being negative, then don't listen. I mean, that's kind of a um, kind of a good position to go with. So I'm hoping that everything is good. Again, I'm going to give a shout out to my uh, friends at Concept Designs, Dayton. If you're in Dayton, Ohio, check them out. Sherelle Barrow over there, she is great. And uh, she's great with advertising, great with marketing, and great with um, t-shirt, custom t-shirts. And so we're excited about that and what they can do. Um, listen, look forward to talking to you as you go as we go forward. Next month, we're going to have an interview. Uh, we'll, we'll come in with some interviews and uh, we'll talk about some cool things. So I look forward to talking to you. God be with you. God bless you. And hey, listen, stay awesome.